This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. Cancel Sweezy, known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. What's going on, everyone? How's it going today? Welcome back. I, sh- I, also, I also need to say welcome back. Welcome back to Cancel Sweezy, folks. For those who are, if you're not, maybe next week. Next week, you get the welcome back. This week, you get the welcome, but... Returning viewers get the welcome back. So welcome back, everyone, uh, to the show today. Welcome. We got a great we got a great show coming up here. I got I got things lined up, things ready to go, and things that we can do uh, in regards to making making this podcast a better place. I don't know. Fucking make a podcast a better place. That's pretty. That was pretty fucking what? crazy. Um, I guess it's March 1st, the day this episode comes out, so that's cool. It's, we're no longer in... No longer in Black History Month. Blacks, shut the fuck up. Okay? You can, you can shut the fuck up now. Your month is over. Okay? First it's Blacks, then it's Women, May. That's, I guess mothers get that. Like, it's just Mother's Day. No, the troops get November. I would say that. She's like, Memorial Day? I'm like, no, nah, they get Veterans Day. Memorial Day's for the dead ones. Um, it's Mother's Day, then June. Is that Father's? We'd say that's Father's Day? Because we say that's Father's Day? Um, uh, and then August is my birthday. My birthday is, so that's uh, that's that's Shweezy Month. Uh, International Shweezy Month. Uh, so, oh, yeah, we're talking about months. So we got... Okay, so the months we got for this. All right, so February, that is Black History Month. Uh, May, no, February. March, we got women. That's Women's History Month. Uh, March, and then April. Jesus gets April, okay? You know, he, he died and rose from the dead, and the Jews have a dinner. You know, the Jews have... If you're Jewish, you have a dinner. If you're a Christian... Um, you also have a dinner, uh, for completely different reasons. Uh, uh, the meal, the meal is sure, certainly different. 
Um, lamb. It's like the eating lamb, you know? What a fun, what a fun thing to celebrate Passover. All right. So, our God. Our God is a great God. Our, our God is an awesome God. Someone's already trademarked that. Uh, the Lord trademark is pretty great. However, though, uh, in our city tonight, he's going to kill the firstborn son of everyone. He's just going to kill it. Unless you kill a sheep or a lamb, I don't, they're the same thing, right? And spread its blood over your door. Um, and it's kind of like what I've been thinking about with, uh, with watching The Last of Us. Now, I'm not spoiling anything of The Last of Us, but if you're watching the show, it's about a... Uh, basically, one episode follows a doomsday prepper. Now, if you know anything about doomsday preppers, they're fucking out of their goddamn minds. And here's the thing. They're out of their goddamn minds when there's... when the apocalypse doesn't happen. They're out of their mind when the apocalypse does happen. But when the apocalypse does... What, when doesn't happen. So when the apocalypse doesn't happen, they're in the right mind. They're, they're weird and out of their mind. But when the apocalypse does happen, which I don't know how close we are, according to those guys' standards, uh, those guys are not going to be weird anymore, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, my suggestion, maybe, um, maybe, we, maybe we all need a, uh, a doomsday prepper friend. You know, what the, what the guy, you know, just, you know, maybe... You gotta keep him in your friend group, you know? Not like, hopefully, like, the rest of his personality is bearable, but like, maybe keep that guy in your friend group so when shit hits the fan, you can go live with him. I've already planned on dying. If, like, like a zombie outbreak or, uh, apoc- you know, any apocalyptic type thing that's like really, really bad, like, the world will never be the same after that. Um, I mean, like, I'm not gonna try to die. But at the same time, like, there's going to be, it's going to go down. I'm like, I'll be at the point, you know, how long can you survive? I'm like, I, I run out of, if I don't have caffeine every day, I get a headache and that's not good. I will feel good. Hey, good chance. I've lowered my caffeine, uh, fun fact for those, lowered my caffeine uh, count uh, to a couple caffeinated drinks a day. Um, that's the, the beauty of uh, working for yourself. And not drinking as much. That's also a very good thing. Um, but, uh, so, like, I used to think it's caffeine, but I'm like, oh, no, if I run out of my med, my antidepressants and my blood pressure medication, um, it's not going to be long after that. Because uh, I'm on one, the antidepressant I'm on, it's venlafaxine. Affects her, I don't know, who who cares. Uh, it's not Lexapro, I'm sorry, I'm not a Lexapro guy, but I'm venlafaxine. Found out a porn star. Uh, we take the same antidepressants. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I run out of that, like, I go through the withdrawal symptoms of that, like, last Jan. if you're watching the episodes last January, I think it was January, maybe end of, yeah, it was end of December, January, because I think I, I was like, I couldn't, I had to wait for new health insurance or whatever to be able to afford it, uh, you know, be able to get it. And I think I went, like, the whole month of January of it. So if you find January 2022, uh, those, that'll, that'll be, 
I'll be me off the meds. That's like legit me off the meds. But like, I was more, it wasn't me, probably me. Actually, those episodes could be, those maybe we shouldn't go back to this. Maybe we'll just let time keep those episodes. You meet some people. I'm going to start from the first episode. I'm like, <coughs> cool, watch me figure out how to do this fucking show. I mean, like, we're always, like, changing shit up and shit with this show. But, like, change it, you know? You know, watch me, like, how I did in the beginning. Like, there's, like, ten news articles or whatever. Uh, really, I think we've gone from, like, at least, we've at least gone from five news articles down to three. And, uh, I don't know. Do y'all want, y'all have to tell me, uh, in our, in our comment section, uh, whether you check out the YouTube page. Actually, if you check on YouTube, I like those comments. That's probably the best way. You could DM me, but I'd rather just see the comment. I'll read that and answer. You can email the schwedcast at gmail.com, a podcast I'm not doing anymore. Uh, so that's cool. I always want to hear that, but comments are usually probably the best. Um, in regards to how many new segments do you want? I try to I try to make it an hour and a half. And so uh and I'm trying to keep listener retention too. Uh but uh mainly because I want to talk about like try to promote everything, you know, like make sure you're subscribed to the show, be an audio listener, uh just making sure that you check out our YouTube page and make sure you're subscribed there and check out the highlights and share the highlights with all your friends and stuff like that. You know, stuff like that. Uh if you're on Twitch. Uh, you know, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Make sure if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it. That way you get to subscribe, which is different from the follow. Following is free. Subscribe is financially supporting a creator on Twitch. And uh, help me. I like that. Uh, At the Shweezy. Social media. Music is under Shweezy. Uh, We do have a Patreon page. Uh, It's a great, it's a tip jar right now. It's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. So like that, so like that's the stuff, you know. Usually I have to, like, go through and I'm trying to... Oh, am I telling you this? You know, I'm just keeping viewer retention. Man. Y'all want to know how the sausage is made? You want to know how this uh, the fucking cancel Shweezy sausage is made? You know, shit, you know, you change all the time. Anyways, though, now I don't have to tell you that shit anymore. So, uh... So, welcome to Cancel Shweezy, folks. The only podcast that caught the Pokemon gulping. Gulping D's nuts! Ooh, bitch, get out of my fucking way! It's Black History Month! I messed that up. Gulpin' D's nuts. Ah! Got him. <laughs> I, didn't, <coughs> I didn't mess that shit up. Anyways, though, uh, it's February 27th where I am, yep. And uh, this morning we had po- we had Pokemon Day today, uh, which is the anniversary of when Red and Green came out in Japan. That was the Game Boy games for those of you who were like, I kind of know, but explain it to me. Explain it to me like I'm five. Um, so, like, yeah, so they, you know, they celebrate that. And this is, like, the day of the year Pokemon, like, announces, like, all that new, all the new stuff that's coming this year, you know? You know, and then it's literally, yeah, it's like, what's coming out in the next 12 months? And they always announce it Pokemon Day. Uh, two years ago, they announced Sinnoh Remakes, which is basically uh, 2006 is when those games came out. They remade that and then created a whole new story with that. Uh which is, like, you're back in time in, like, the, feu- like, feudal Japan type of thing, but it's, uh, <clears throat> but it's that Pokemon. Uh, it's that Pokemon stuff. And then last year they announced the new game, Scarlet and Violet. They announced some other stuff they did with Arceus and stuff like that, but they announced the new games. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, that was that. 
And uh, so today we were like, okay, Scarlet and Violet DLC is going to be announced. What we were all expecting was, uh, everyone was expecting Pokemon to make the announcement that they're going to add the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, Pokemon games. So that would be uh, red, blue, maybe green, yellow, uh, gold, silver, crystal, uh, fire red, leaf green, and... uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, they would have, they were going to add those because they just added the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games were like, like the real, one of the, the biggest sellers on those portable handhelds was Pokemon. And so it's like, it's just weird. And the, you know, the D the, the uh, 3DS eShop is closing soon. And like they released the original games on there. So, you know, everyone's kind of weird and we know they can play them, the, the play of the game. So it's, so it's super weird. So they didn't announce that. Uh, they announced uh, DLC for the new game, which, you know, I'm excited about, but I'm like, I basically, we all figured that was coming. What Pokemon used to do is they used to release games, and you're like, this is the game, and then they'd re-release the game again, and they were called enhanced versions. So, for uh, Gold and Silver, there was Crystal, for Ruby and Sapphire, there was Emerald, for... Uh, for, let's see, for, uh, god damn it, Diamond and Pearl and Diamond and Pearl, it was a Platinum, which Platinum is actually the better game of the two, of all of them, you know? They basically, the same game, but they just made it better and fixed things, you know? Before, like, you could just, like, do a patch in games and shit like that. And then, oh yeah, there's more, um, <clears throat> Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which was legit the same game, just enhanced, like, just made a little bit better, like, <coughs> it was almost if, because it was like, but also it's two versions too, so everyone was just like, Pokemon really just made one game and then made me buy the same game with an update a year later, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when, when it was like those kind of updates, it was, uh, you know, it was like, they're like, why don't I just wait out until I get the enhanced version, you know? It's what you do, or you buy one, and then you end up buying the enhanced version again. And you're, and you're playing the same game again, just with subtle differences. Now, I like what they're doing. Like, I like the DLC aspect of it all, because it's like, yeah, you're paying for another game, but, like, you're not paying for the same game again. It's like your same game with, like, your same game save file moved over again. And so, anyways, though, yeah, that's that was the Pokemon Pokemon Day event. That was really cool. Um, and uh, lucky for me, uh, I didn't get my hopes up. So uh, I didn't get my hopes up for uh, the Pokemon company to announce something. I'm like, I am not. I try. I like Pokemon, but I try not to be like a Disney adult about Pokemon, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, because... Uh, there are the Disney adult equivalents of a, like, I'm a Pokemon fan, you know, and, uh, it's mostly guys. Just saying, like, at least with the Disney people, they get women. They got Disney adults that are women. Pokemon adults, uh, are mostly all men. (laughs) Like, it's all men. And there's, like, one woman, okay, there's a woman, I don't know, I don't know the percentage, but it's very, I'd say one in 30, Pokemon fans for women, and, uh, you think, like, Pokemon would be, Pokemon is basically, like, a neutral gender thing, I think it's just, like, the state of how, like, 
women, you know, they sold video games as a toy, and toys were boy toys or girl toys, and so video games went to boys and stuff like that. I was like, and they're like, why is it gendered that way? You know, you know, you know, there's shit like that. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of guys. And the nice thing about the Pokemon community is. Uh, like, I like the Pokemon YouTubers, because, like, there's a lot of good ones I like. Uh, I like the most. I like Purplecliff, MJTV, PM7. You know, they're good. Berkey Bertobi, they're great, you know, and they show their face. But there are a lot of them who hide behind a cartoon avatar. And the reason why is exactly. Uh, I feel like the Disney adults have a little bit of a better life than Pokemon adults. And, uh, that, that's really saying something, if you, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, so anyways, that's enough about Pokemon, that's, that's the Pokemon day, besides for the DLC, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna play it, probably on stream, twitch.tv slash the shweezy, um, so I'm gonna probably play it on stream, so, everyone wanna check that out, uh, and stuff like that, and it's good, those games, Pokemon games always really do, I think I'm more of like a Pokemon if I play video games, I'm more of a Pokemon guy. And, uh, you know, when, when like, people are wanting to watch Pokemon content is when new games come out. And it does really help my, like, uh, does really help my streams and shit like that. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, though. That's something, you know. Um, I had a thought here. I just wanted to go over this thought real quick. Um, isn't it convenient that Superman's white? <laughs> just saying like uh you know because like he was born white he looked like the fact that he was sent to a planet that the race there resembled what kryptonians look like like very closely and like the re if you don't know the reason for superman's powers is because when superman uh lived on krypton had a red sun and i guess with the physiology and the body parts of a Kryptonian, uh, a red sun makes them act like normal people. But like when Superman's under our sun, I think it's they either say orange or yellow. Um, <coughs> what's the sun's color? It's debatable. Um, so when he's under our sun, it like gives him more power because of it. And that's, you know, some people don't know that people think just Superman can do it. So Superman goes to a planet with the, with the, the their son is a weird color. He, his powers change, you know? People forget about that. But, like, he came to Earth, and he was, and like, they're like, oh, he, he looks human, we can get rid of this. Earth. Fact that he landed in Kansas. And Kansas is a little bit, it's not as racist as you think it is, but it's there, you know, it's there. Uh, but, you know, they were a free state, so they were against slaves. But the thing is, uh, with that is uh, the fact that a man that's bulletproof, indestructible, super strength, can fly, laser, the laser beams, I feel like that's overkill, Superman, the laser beams, you know, the eye lasers, you know, that's like overkill, like, there's an X-Man, X-Man, uh, Cyclops, that's his name, yeah, uh, that's his whole power, it's just, the, <laughs> that's all his powers are, it's just the laser beam, is Superman, he's just like, yeah, that's the thing, because like, because I think about, like, the super strength, and, you know, it's already, if you take away the laser beam, the ice breath, too, but those are always, like, the most random circumstances. But take away the laser beam eyes, 
Like, I think Superman's fine. The laser beam eyes were overkill, and they've shown that it's over. The boys, uh, the season three finale, if you haven't seen it, uh, very much shows that the laser beam eyes are overkill for someone like that. Um, so, uh, laser beam eyes, unless it's the only power, like, it's overkill. <clears throat> but, like, a white guy with that power construct. Like, Bruce Wayne, he's a rich guy. Rich guys aren't worried about shit. <laughs> Like, he's a rich guy. He was worried about Superman. Like, if that guy, like, I know he's a good guy right now, but if he ever decides to turn on us, we have to have a plan and shit like that. And Batman basically almost won. Like, he, because I guess the the continuing of the Snyderverse was going to be, uh, basically, they try to fight Darkseid on his turf, and it goes bad. Darkseid kills Lois Lane. Makes Superman go crazy, turn evil, and Superman's like the ruler of Earth, post-apocalyptic. Though, if you watch the Snyder Cut, that, you know, the the Flash and uh, fucking, what's her, what's her fucking, Johnny Depp's old Amber Heard, uh, you know, she's in it with, and then the fucking Jared Leto Joker shows up, with the, Zack Snyder Cut. And like, there was all this, and then the previous today, and then, the whole thing, Lois Lane's the key in Batman v Superman. Like it was all supposed to lead up to that. Uh, so like there, there's storylines like that. Uh, but like, could you imagine if Superman was a black man? Like, and he, he was just like, I want to save you all. Everyone's running away. Everyone's like Zod's white, but <laughs> Superman's black. <laughs> like everyone's take. I mean, I would want to know what's going on, okay? I'm not saying I'm siding with Zod. I just, want to know, I just want to know what the story is. And then I'll pick a side. I'll probably pick, I'd pick Superman's side, but a lot more people would be picking, like, you know what, Zod? I think you're right here. And shit like that. So, and it was though, I've been rambling forever. Let's get into a previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking. Well, it's, it's basically the, I'm going over the news of last week. I'm I'm recording this Monday. It comes out Wednesday, so it's like every Wednesday you get to know what happened last week. It's like you're living in a cave, and things have happened, but they don't affect you, and shit like that. This is from News 18, Gujarat. Bride dies of heart attack during wedding rituals. Family replaces her with younger sister. What? Uh, it turned out that the day of a woman's wedding would be her last. A bride in Gujarat's... Bhavnagar died of a heart attack in the middle of her wedding rituals at the marriage venue in the Subhasnagar area. This unfortunate incident took place in front of Bhagwanishwar's Madhav Temple. You know, I'm saying all these words wrong. Bhagnagar, uh, when Hedl, the daughter of a man identified as Jinabai, Rathor was in the process of marrying Vishal, the son of Ranabai Butabi Algotar of Nari Village. Guests filled the venue with wedding songs played in the background when celebrations were forced to halt. While performing her wedding rituals, Hadel uh, reportedly felt dizzy and fainted. The doctor told her that she had died of a heart attack after she was rushed to a hospital nearby. 
Even as the family mourned the death of Hedl, uh, relatives proposed an alternative plan to ensure the wedding celebration continued. They suggested the bride's younger sister take her place and marry Vishal. Following the bride's death, the family decided to marry her to the groom and continued the wedding rituals with her younger sister. Hedl's body was reportedly kept in cold storage until the ceremony was over. Corporator of Bhavnavar City and leader Maldari Samaj Laxmanbai Rathor described the incident as very sad. He said, even though the family was shocked by the death of their daughter, members of the society convinced them to set an example and not send the bridegroom and his family empty-handed. You know how weird and funny and I'm like, I'm, part of me is like, that makes sense. And then the other part of me is like, that's the fucking... It's 2023. That shouldn't. I shouldn't be reading this. Uh, it is 2023, and I will be reading. And I did just read that. So they, the the man, the, the bride died. All right, and then the little sister was like, either like I'll take her place, or the father's like, you you want to take take the place, and she like that. Could you imagine if they just like live happily ever after because of that? Like what? <laughs> What if, what if this is like an actual fairy tale story where this man is in love with a little sister? But like, uh, since like the traditions are from the 1500s, they uh, they has to marry the older sister, and so they both plot a plan to murder the older sister so the daughter and him, or the younger sister and uh, this dude could just get married. Like, what if that's the story? That's Hallmark. Call me. That's a story. <laughs> That's a story, Hallmark. We have one. So that's really cool. Um, I, I wonder if this was, if see, they probably left out that if this was like an arranged marriage type of situation. Because if it's an arranged marriage and, you know, people want to talk shit on arranged marriages, but like there's like a lot of co happy couples out there from arranged marriage. I'm like, this is the woman you're going to marry. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes having a parent, you know, like, like, sometimes you have a really bad parent, and then, uh, but they're not that, but, like, they're not so bad, so it's just, like, you learn to live with them or whatever. Sometimes they feel like, maybe that's what's going on, uh, and bang, and Gujarat. What? Uh, anyway, so, if it's an arranged marriage, like, I feel like, like, the father would probably be like, hey, uh, this man was promised a bride today. Uh, I have one more daughter. Like, you want to just marry her? And they're like, you know what? That's fine. And so, that. So, in your mind, you're just thinking, like, these two were in love. All right? These two were happily in love. She had a heart attack the day of her wedding. Um, and this guy's heartbroken. Like, his life is ruined. Uh, and then the father's like, you could just marry the sister. It's like, no, I'm too in love with her to even think about marrying the sister. It was just like, all right, you know, it's like this dude's getting a wife. And, you know, sometimes sister, both sisters are hot. Sometimes just one of them is, you know. There's always two, you know. There's always two, you know. It's very, very rare you see more than one, at least in like a generational gap. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying. At this. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't know why you're listening to this. So, all right, this is from it's from oh, one esports. So you, you heard esports, folks. You know what's about to happen. 
Naked girl enters wrong hotel room. League of Legends gamer continues playing. Cosplayer Kim Serm Chutipas suddenly found himself in the middle of a disturbing incident after staying at a hotel in Thailand. His hotel room was suddenly invaded by an unknown woman who lay down in his bed and started sleeping. Uh, the most shocking part, she was stark naked. Upon returning to his home city in Hot Yai, Hot Yai, Thailand, Kim uh, Sermopolis, I, I'm not saying that right, recalled this strange incident and posted the story on his Facebook page. Earlier this year, while staying at a famous hotel in the country, the cosplayer heard a knock at their door. His girlfriend and fellow cosplayer, Sin Jin, I think that's how you say that, uh, stood up briefly, leaving her ongoing League of Legends game to open the door. Before Sin Jin uh, could react, a mysterious girl rushed inside the room, took off her clothes, and lay in the bed next to Kim Shermopolis, uh, covering herself in a blanket. Um, Kim claimed that the woman fell asleep on their bed and that he himself was so confused as to what was going on, he tried to sit up, but the strange woman wouldn't let him. Uh, as he laid there, his girlfriend continued playing her game of legends. Uh, she didn't seem to care about the situation and told him to handle it himself. Things were eventually resolved when he called the hotel receptions to take the mysterious woman out of the room. It turned out that the woman had a psychological illness and forgot to take her medicine, which resulted in the incident. I didn't want to hear about her. I mean, you're, you could just be like, you could have just left it there. We're all like, she's drunk. It happens to the best of us, okay? It's happened to the best of us. Um, so wait, so the, the chick... You know, in my country, people named Kim are women. Uh, hot guy. Hot guy. Explain while you stand over the cosplayer heard a knock at their door. Okay. His girlfriend and fellow cosplayer singing and stood up briefly. Oh, so the chick was playing League of Legends. That's a whole fucking different story. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. That's a whole fucking different story. I thought the guy... See, you, you make these fucking clickbait titles like this, and then you read the article and find out the chick was playing League of Legends, and the husband was asleep. They're in a hotel, too. Like... You know, if I'm in a hotel, unless it's like a group thing, uh, or like we're really killing, I don't know, even that killing time, like League of Legends, they had to bring a laptop or a full computer to even do that shit. Uh, this guy's like, I can't go without it. <laughs> this chick was like, I can't go without it. Usually just assume guys like, because I know what, I had roommates who played League of Legends, and I'm telling you, that fan base is the worst, probably one of the worst looking. Worse than the Pokemon fan base, I'm telling you right there. We were talking earlier about how the Pokemon fan base was a lot of guys. This is a lot of guys. No, but the chick, the chicks who do play League of Legends, I'm, I'm going to say this, they are they are pretty hot. This is, it's a game of complete, it's a game where the fans are complete opposites. And so his girlfriend was playing League of Legends. Let's, let's think about this. His girlfriend was playing League of Legends. And this guy was sleeping. His girlfriend opened the door for some chick. She walked in and just got into bed with her husband. Uh, and the wife was like, figure it out yourself. <laughs> like, at this point, like, let this sounds like a, a threesome I would write, you know? This sounds like a threesome I would write. Um, anyways, though, um, anyways, I, I think, I think sex is more fun than League of Legends. 
but I'm not everyone. I can't, I can't answer for everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't be perfect. Let's just jump into it. Um, okay. Last, last, uh, last article we got here from CBS News. Ohio Pizza Shop draws attention for seeking to hire non-stupid people. I like that. Uh, a pizzeria in Columbus, Ohio, is raising eyebrows after advertising to hire a specific type of job applicant. The family-owned Santino's Pizzeria has posted a sign reading, Now Hiring Non-Stupid People. The job ad has garnered social media buzz for the tiny shop on the city's southwest side. Santino's didn't immediately respond to a request for comment Tuesday. Most customers who saw the sign have left. Santino's co-owner Jaden Donegan told an ABC News affiliate in Columbus, it's more humor than anything, she said. It's not meant to target anyone or be rude. Donegan said she and her family posted the sign two months ago about a, out of frustration with hiring in recent months. Previous employees have come to the pizzeria with little to no work ethic, Donegan said, adding that finding good help has been difficult. Heather Stockton, a manager at Santino's, told ABC affiliate WBNS that she's looking for an employee who is just reliable on time, just don't come to work in, like, sandals. She also noted that they put up the sign after people were no-shows for job interviews or didn't take the work seriously. Santino's is looking to hire at a time when Restaurant Nationwide have had trouble recruiting workers Given strong demand from other industries as well as competition within the hospitality sector, the food service sector also typically offers low salaries and little to no benefits, resulting in poor worker retention. The media food service hourly wage was $17.56 for non-manager roles as of December, according to Labor Department figures. Restaurants are struggling to hire in part because... because would-be food service workers have instead opted for higher-paying jobs in other industries, the Washington Post reported. Ohio resident Natasha Fox, who visited Santino's this week, said she didn't take offense and knew the sign was meant to be funny. I get where they're coming from, but I don't think it's a bad idea, uh, Fox told the ABC affiliate. You want someone working here who's going to be to comprehend what's being ordered. Santino's isn't the first business to use the non-stupid sign. A pet boarding service in Texas <laughs> used it in the move, raised some eyebrows in a suburb of Houston last October. CBS affiliate KHOU reported Walter Parsons, owner of Pets Gone Wild Resort, that's a dumb name, told the station that the sign helped him hire a great candidate. Man proposes and God disposes. I don't think that's the big response. So yeah, you know, it's funny. They're like, we're hiring non-stupid people to work this job, and I'm like, and, you know, I get it, you know, you don't want, and like, as a, as a, as an employee of places, I can easily tell you that I would prefer that people, you know, like, I work with non-stupid people, because, because I'm, I'm somewhere on the spectrum, it's like, I have a college degree, but, uh, that college degree does not make money, apparently, uh, so, you know, we got Santino's Pizzeria, uh, so, you know, at St. Jean's Pizzeria, here's, here's something I would suggest. I bet why you're, why most of the people you're able to hire are stupid people. Uh, so if you want to hire non-stupid people, uh, I'm guarantee you that you're probably, your minimum wage is probably like seven twenty-five at minimum. Maybe a little bit more, maybe it could be a little bit more, a little bit less. So if that's your minimum wage and that's what you're paying people, um, you know, and people always brag like, oh, if you don't like how much you're getting paid, get another job. And you're like, 
All right, so those other jobs require skills. Sometimes those skills require college education. But you, but you, like, there's no way to get that money. There's no way you could even work a minimum wage job and even have money for like, if unless some nice benefactor helps you out, uh, you'd probably have to get student loans and shit like that. And uh, you're like, if you took out a loan, you should get it. And then you're promised a better paying job, and you're, you know, that's that's the thing. So I would say to Santino's Pizzeria, one thing I would say is. Uh, every once in a while, you're going to hire a really good employee. And unless that employee is, like, wanting to move on to bigger and better things, like they're in college or, in, or whatever, you know, stuff like that, then I will tell you, like, if they're just, you know, they, they just want to work this job, get money, and go home, if they're good at their job and they do that, uh, you have to incentivize people to stick around because that's the big thing. Uh, if you can't, uh, incentivize to keep people around, like, things, so, like, you have a good employee, they're like, you know, I was offered a better paying job at this restaurant, you're like, oh, and so you're thinking about this on restaurant workers, I'm like, well, you're actually, like, one of our better employees, and I'd actually prefer you stay here, so if it's just about money, um, I don't know, let's match what they're paying you, you know, at least, at least go for match if you don't want to go too far. Um, and if that's also a thing, like, talk to them about it. And sometimes we have a really shitty employee that's, like, you think they're doing good work, but everyone hates them. Get rid of them. Sometimes those work, too. They're, you know, those, they're the stupid people that you're hiring that, like, you don't know are stupid. Sometimes there's a lot of stupid people out there. Um, and shit like that. So, yeah, that's one thing I'd say is, like, if you have a good employee, make sure you keep them around. Give them a reason to stay around. Like, don't be like, I'm sorry we can't do that. Like, give them a reason to stay around. Because if you if you give them that reason, they will stick around. And then you're not going to have to hire as many stupid people. It would be better to have, would you rather have five people you do have to pay a little bit more, but they triple your profits, or five people who suck dick and you're you're doing pretty good? Like, it's it's just simple science. It's, how you, it's just how, it's called dealing with people. Some, some of y'all business owners just don't know what the fuck, don't know how to fucking talk to someone, and uh, it's pretty embarrassing. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror, and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, 
comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Because apparently... Because apparently, I, um, I watched a little movie, A24. I don't think I've watched a lot of A24 films. I've watched two in the recent week. I've watched... Uh, the Unbearable Way to Massive Talent, I believe that's the name, with Nicolas Cage. I just, you know, most people just call it the Nicolas Cage movie. And I think the long title is, like, supposed to be part of the goofiness that is that movie. But I watched that, and I think it's an A24 film, as I saw. But I'm not going to talk about that. I could talk about it. Uh, and if you want me to, I'll talk about it next week. Uh, I did watch it. But I also watched The Whale, another A24 a24, like, I think they're coming up, but, like, I don't know where to, like, stream that shit. If you know what I'm saying? The the menu, that was not, that was not A24, I don't think. But, like, A24, they're, you know, I haven't watched any of the other stuff. I remember X, and it was, like, Jenna Ortega, Mia Goth, Brittany Snow. They're, like, porn stars. I'm like, that's on my list, okay? You're like, that's exactly what movie you need to watch. I'm like... Jenna Ortega still looks like... I saw the previews of that movie, I'm like, she looks like a kid. You're like, she's a kid playing a porn star. I'm like, that's... That looks weird. I don't like... I don't like... Chil I don't like children in my porn, okay? I don't like that shit. I barely like kids at all, if you know what I'm saying. Um, anyways, though, so I decided to watch The Whales, an A24 film. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I want to talk about it. Let's talk about... Let's talk about The Whale. Uh, and I'm also not talking about your mom. Ah, got <laughs> uh, We're um, talking about the movie. Um, first of all, I want to say, uh, first of all, let me read um, the the Wikipedia description. Then I want to have, I have one big major statement that I do want to say uh, about my experience watching this, uh, movie. So, from Wikipedia, the little, you know, the little plot summary of Wikipedia, The Whale is a 2022 American psychological drama film directed by Darren Aronofsky and written by Samuel D. Hunter based on his 2012 play of the same name. It stars Brendan Fraser, Sadie Sink, Hong Chow, Ty Simpkins, and Samantha Morton. In the film, a reclusive English teacher with morbid obesity tries to restore his relationship with his teenage daughter. So that's the movie. So, uh, like I said, uh, uh, an English teacher with morbid obesity tries to restore his relationship with his daughter. So now this guy got so fat, uh, he like literally was like days from dying. Like that's how you, that's how you start. The, well, the film actually started with, uh, Brendan Fraser jerking off to gay porn, basically having what is a stroke 
That's also not a minor stroke. I remember I knew someone who I thought had a minor stroke, my dad. Turns out he had something way worse, and that was his death. But, uh, yeah, morbid obesity uh, will eventually kill you because he was jerking off. <coughs> Could you imagine you jerk off one day and uh, you have a heart attack and you learn that you're dying? Can you imagine learning that you're dying from jerking off? Usually you learn you're dying uh, from a doctor, or sometimes it just happens. Like, you get shot, you know, that happens. It happens to the best of us. Um, but no, so we're talking about, like, so he, so he, he's, like, more real beast, and he starts dying from it. That's mainly the theme of this movie. And so he thinks of, like, what he's doing in his last days. Basically, that's kind of, like, the idea of this film. It's like, a man's about to die. He wants to restore his relationship with his teenage daughter. Doesn't have much, a lot of time to live. So stuff like that. Um, you know, if you've if you're a fan of Cancel Sweezy and you've checked out more content from Cancel Sweezy, um, usually you know you you know I think my six hundred pound life is a comedy. Um, I've been known to believe that my six hundred pound life is a comedy. Um, and, uh, you know, most people are like, you're laughing at this shit. I'm like, this dude fell down. It's kind of funny. Uh, and, but I, I also shelter myself into only watching the episodes that the people are horrible people too. And so it makes it okay. So it's just like, you know, you know, it's like yin and yang. You're like, you know what? Cause a lot of times you feel bad for someone and you're like, you don't want to feel bad for them. Like, that's the thing though. These people who are like whose health is like who's who got so fat, and like I'm I'm probably at my work I'm probably back up to where I was you know and not in a good you know I'm not in good shape and I don't claim to be in good shape. Um, and I know I need to lose some weight at this point in my life, but like me for like for me to get fatter than this, uh, I have to work for it. I think at this point, like because I've. I guess, you know, what's like, if someone's like, so I usually eat one meal a day, and it's like just around dinner time, you know, and uh, it's it's like this idea of like, you know, and I go out to lunch, like someone's like, you want to get lunch? I'm like, do I want to get lunch? I'm like, you know, and you like you like the social aspect of it, but you're like, I'm not going to eat that much. So it's like, like my mom's birthday, like she, her sister came to town, and she's like, you can come too. Cause I think other people were there as well for lunch, and I'm like, I got chips and queso at a Mexican restaurant. Like, it was all good. Uh, you know, and they're like, you don't want anything else? I'm like, well, I'm, I know I got another meal today, so I got to. And you would think I'd be in better shape, but I'm going to tell you all, alcohol, alcohol, that shit is a lot of calories, you know. If you want to feel good about yourself, you know, it's like, do I want to feel good or do I want to look good? You know, uh, you see those people who like work really hard to look good. Uh, you know, like, you know, like they don't have a lot of fun. Like their fun is the reason why, you know, they look, I don't know, you know, shit like that. Anyways, though, was this movie funny? No, it was not funny. Even if you think fat people are funny, I don't think fat people are funny. I think bad people who are getting what they deserve is funny and it's funny. And shit like that. Anyways, so that's the whale. We're gonna get in more more information. I want to get into in the whale. Uh, one scene in the movie. So most of you, if you're normal and uh, not fucking autistic like me, this is the type of guy you get. Uh, you would understand. You would know. Like if you look at little background details and Easter eggs in movies, 
they tell you a lot about other things. Most people just fucking watch a movie. Uh, I look like to look in the background for little details and little shit like that. Uh, it's what happens when you really like those Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies and shit like that. Uh, but I look in the background, and they had one scene where Charlie, Charlie's our main, that's Brendan Fraser. Fucking Brendan Fraser's the greatest. Um, he, he basically is watching TV, and it's showing... Uh, the Republican primaries for the 2016 election, like Marco Rubio, Trump, Ted Cruz, and shit like that. Like, that was all on there. And I'm like, okay, so this this movie really wants me to know that this takes place spring 2016, which, you know, he's a English professor in a college, so and he's teaching classes during, you know, the show. So you'd probably assume it was in one of those times, you know, like, fall or spring, you know? Like, usually that does not uh, matter to most situations unless, like, you want fall to be a mood or whatever. But, like, they had that scene in the movie and shit like that. And I was like, okay. So I get it. And then the movie finished. I'm like, why did they reference the 2016 primaries as much as they did? Like, uh, you know, in the movie. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, I'm, maybe I'm just autistic. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know anything. Maybe I'm just looking into something that's not... Uh, not something that matters in the movie. It's just like, this movie takes place in 2016. I'm like, okay. Um, I mean, it's they filmed it in 2020, and they, it released... No, they filmed it in 2021, released in 2020, late 2022. I'm like, and the movie has nothing to do with current events. So I don't know. I just don't know why they had a reason for that. Uh but this movie has a lot of cool themes, and I want to get into themes of the movie and my at least thoughts on like the themes of the movie and stuff like that. So like this is a very artsy movie. It it was based off a play, and I think you know when you with when you think about plays and musicals. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I've been in one musical at a shit part, and I have played in the band. For many, many other musicals, like a lot of good ones, and uh, very proud of those. I hated the fucking sound guys, but it was it was a fun time. Um, you know, set changes are very hard. So a lot of times, when you think about like musicals and stuff, if you watch the Hamilton musical on Disney Plus, you notice that like the set change. There's not really a set change. It's like the one whole thing, the entire time. So plays and stuff like that want you to be there. So that's why. I think one reason why this this whole movie takes place inside of Charlie's apartment, uh, because it was a play, and that's why. And also, uh, it you know really has a lot of cool ideas. Just you know, as a movie, you know, you don't watch a lot of movies where it's like that's the set, like that's all the set. Like they recorded a couple other scenes, maybe like a beach and some other scenes, you know, that were needed to not be in Charlie's apartment. But that was really really cool. They put it in four by three, you know, and. It's, it's it's really cool as a as a I don't know I hate saying like I'm a fan of film uh, I'm more of a I like to watch movies I hate saying I'm a film fan I did take a film appreciation class in college and I, it was like at twelve thirty Tuesday Thursday and I had a friend's like I don't know how you got into a film class that was like during like the day because like he, friends who did anything in film or anything they're like it's always at night like your classes are always at night. Like, I don't know how you got it during the day. Because uh, it was gen ed. That's how it is. But yeah, I got I got to be in that class. Wrote about Annie Hall, which does not age well for me. The worst part is I was babysitting Josh's kid. We all know Josh. Author of Track and Desire, Journey After Swallowtail Kites. 
I was babysitting his kids when I wrote that essay on Annie Hall. And it's like, I like, I like Woody Allen movies, but like that Woody Allen is a rascal. Like he is really a rascal. Um, anyways, though, let's get into the themes of this movie. Uh, themes that I think matter. Uh, the decline of your physical health in regards to your mental health is one thing I wrote down where, so Charlie, basically, he was always kind of a bigger guy, which, which I'm always, you know, I'm a koala. I always compare myself because I'm like, I'm a bear, but I'm also a twink at the same time. And I'm not like a giant. And so it's like, I'm the perfect gay man for many, 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 many different people. Um, so yeah, you're declining physical health. So it's. Basically, you learn in the film that, you know, Charlie was married and had a wife and everything. And, you know, he was a teacher. He was always a bigger guy. Uh, he met a guy who was, uh, you know, who, you know, opened up his students. And, you know, they had an appropriate relationship until the class was over. And then they started fucking and everything. And Charlie, like, left his family to be with this guy. Uh, but then you turn, so basically that guy ended up dying, which I'm going to get into in a minute, but, uh, that guy dying caused Charlie, uh, you know, his mental health really just damaged his physical health as well. So, you know, when you're, you know, and you know, I know a lot of bigger guys. I said, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, I know, uh, if you're like a bigger guy, you know, that just because you're a bigger guy does not mean you're necessarily unhealthy. Like you probably have some things. Uh, I think, you know, I need to lose weight mainly because I probably have sleep apnea and I've not gotten a CPAP yet. And I should really get a CPAP, but it's like, it's kind of one of those things. I'm just like, I just want to find someone giving one away. You know, it's, it's a weird, I'm just get like a new mask, you know, you know, just don't be, I use CPAP new mask though. Like it's a new mask. It's not weird. Um, so, yeah, we talk about that. But, like, basically, when Charlie's boyfriend, husband, partner died, he got really depressed, and it caused him to uh, become a fatso. And uh, it's funny because, like, food can be an addiction like anything else. Uh, I I could easily become, food, become a food person. Thank God I like alcohol and weed more than food. But also, the problem is, like, when I do the drugs I want, do the shit I want to do, I also want to eat. Dude, I could, could be fucking worse than I am. The fact that I said, like, hey, I only eat one meal a day, some people are like, that's alarming. But then I'm also, I'm like, I also could become this fat. I'm like, maybe one meal a day is good for this guy. Like, oh, he's eating 2,500 calories in one meal, but then that's all he eats today, you know? Maybe that's not that bad, but like, no, it's, it's definitely, I think this is like a mental health thing and people talk, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about mental health for a second. Uh, your mental health very much, very much ruins your physical health and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know, like the best way to explain it in a, like in this podcast where we have to talk about other shit too, but like you think about, you know, you're just so depressed. I'm like, Oh Okay, I'm so depressed. Uh, I can't, I don't really want to shower. So you just don't shower, and then you get some weird, gross thing, like fungus or whatever on your body, which we all do. You know, like, apparently you get, when once you get old, it's just like you just have fungus on your toenails, and it's just like, it's part of life now. <laughs> just like he's, and you're like, I get it. And, you know, I'm not a toe, I'm not a foot fetish guy, so it doesn't really bother me. I'm like, 
Uh, we can just keep your feet in the air on my shoulders, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, I guess, guess if, in all jokes aside, I want to say, like, your mental health very much does construct your physical health. I'm like, oh, he, Charlie decided to be a food addict, you know, and, like, they had a scene where he was, like, a very bad, uh, he really just chomped down on some food, uh, you know, and shit like that. Like it, it was, it was a pretty sad scene. Like, like I tell you, this movie's not funny. This is not a funny movie. Uh, if you look, if you look for fat people for comedy, this is not the movie for you. Uh, but like, basically, another theme of this movie, leaving a legacy. Our my band director in high school. Oh no! Our table. Our band director, uh, my band director in high school. He always had like this idea of like leave a legacy and like think about it. Mine is. And the legacy I left for that high school was a lot of fucking nonsense. And so, basically, I would say last year in the spring, I came back and, you know, I was like, uh, who's, and I want to talk to the guitar player. I'm like, hey, is there still bird jokes written in all the music? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, every shoot music. I'm like, because I wrote bird jokes because a bird died when I was in school. And there's one guy accused for killing it, even though he didn't even kill it. That was the best part. And he did not like the joke. So we kept bringing it up. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, leaving a legacy. And so Char- it was basically Charlie wanting to leave an impact on Ellie's life. And it was really cool because she wrote an essay on Moby Dick when she was like a kid, whatever. And like that's the last thing he wanted to hear before he died. And so he'd keep, he would like keep it by his side. He's like, I'm about to die. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. And shit like that. Very crazy. Uh, and stuff like that. And he just wanted to make his daughter good. Which like... I think her daughter is probably not a bad... She's she's a pretty shitty kid. But at the same time, it's like... The parenting shit was not good. The way they parented that kid was not good. And I'll get into that in, in a bit. Uh, I also talked about religious trauma. So, uh, like, a missionary comes over. And that's the first scene. He's the one who catches Charlie jerking off to gay porn. And it was, like, his first sign that he was about to die in, like, a week. Um, anyways, uh, they talk about that. And so, basically... Uh, some missionary. I didn't want to remember his name because I ended up not liking the character. But basically, Charlie's boyfriend, the one he was, he left his family for, he was part of this cult called New Life. I guess it was, I guess it's kind of close to Mormon, but it's like New Life. It was like, oh yeah, uh, the rapture's happening now. You're like the rap, I call it a rapture, but it's like that type of shit's happening now. The end of the world from the Bible is happening now. So like that, And that's what he was talking about. And you learn that Charlie's, former partner, boy, boyfriend, husband type of shit. Uh, he was like very religious, but like he felt a connection with Charlie and he had so much religious trauma that, uh, you know, because he can't be gay, you know, whatever, these fucking things. And like he ended up not eating anything or whatever and became so skinny and then ended up uh, unaliving himself. And uh, that's what led Charlie to the spiral to begin with, become morbidly obese and shit like that. So, religious trauma is very much a big thing. You have a missionary, and there's a whole other story for him that you can get into. Uh, but we have final questions. Uh, at the beginning of the film, they're like, Charlie, you need to go to the hospital to stay alive. And Charlie's like, I don't want to be in the debt. And then you learn he has like $120,000 million in his name or whatever. He wants to leave it to his daughter, so he's just like ready to die. And it's a pretty sad. But like, at the beginning of it, Charlie could have gone to the hospital... Uh, he could have gone on a diet plan, right. and he probably could 
still be alive and him and the mother could have like figured out shit like that whole situation was fucking stupid you know the whole like leaving money to ellie thing it was just fucking it was the fucking stupidest plot line ever that part did not make any sense you know like this friend who was like always helping like her his partner's brother or sister sorry partner's sister was like basically his caretaker at this point and she had money problems and he's like i'll help you pay for it but he always gave her the impression that he was poor, whatever. He was not poor. He just uh, spent all his money on food and his utilities, you know. And it maybe like, in, yeah, I guess the internet counts for that. So it's pretty fucking crazy. Um, anyways, though, that's the whale. The whale, better known as your mom. Uh, and anyways, though, uh, if you're able to watch it, you should. It's a pretty good movie. Um, so I also watched some John Wayne Gacy documentaries on Peacock. I watched it. We're not going over that. We all know who John Wayne Gacy is. He's a rascal, knucklehead, ne'er-do-well, I would, you know, some of us would say. But anyways, though, you know, I just watch that shit because it's fun and I don't, you know, I have no reason to talk about it here. You know, I'm just, that's my free time. So anyways, though, but one scene in that little documentary series really stood out to me. So basically, if you, if you know the lore the lore of John Wayne Gacy, you know that basically he would, uh, you know, entrance or manipulate younger men, you know, maybe teenagers, young young adults, uh, and he'd end up, like, choking them, killing them, and it was for, like, a sexual gain for him. There's a lot of that. Anyways, though, one way, <laughs> so the, you know, just that goofball shit, so one thing, like, he actually did, though, so what John Wayne Gacy did was he would find, like, the high school men, you know. There was a local lumber, lumber company or whatever you call it. They were like, we'll give you $2.25 an hour. I think that was probably minimum wage or whatever to work for us. And a lot of guys were like, yeah, me in school and do this. Yeah, it's a good deal, you know. Like, it's not a lot of money, but, uh, yeah, it's good, you know. Uh, so they got two twenty five an hour in the late 1970s. We'll call it the 1970s as a whole. I don't know how many guys this dude killed. Uh, but John Wayne Gacy was like, hey, if you work for me, I'll give you $5 an hour. Now, two twenty five dollars to $5 is a big difference. So I do want to bring that up. So, like, that is a big difference. Uh, the reason why I brought this up, and so I was like, what is that in today's money? Because as we know, the world fucking sucks. And to, like, because you think, like, okay, working, like, at McDonald's or Wendy's or, you know, like, a fast food place, you know, you think about that and, like, oh, yeah, that that that's minimum wage. That's what you get when you have a minimum wage job. You have minimum skills. Like, your only job is to, like, cook foods that, like, or have been processed down to a science for you to not fucking fuck up uh, and shit like that. And that's what, like, the job you think fast food people work in. And I hear people say, like, the idea is, like, well, if you don't want fast food dollars, get a better job. But also, it's, like, the better jobs, like, what you would consider a better job pays about the same. And people don't understand the whole negotiating. Anyways, though, John Wayne Gacy decided to, uh, you know, like he said, he decided he'd seduce these men. I think seduce may be the best word, uh, that, that he was going to pay $5 an hour. So I did a little research, a.k.a. I Google searched a couple things. So, okay, so say you worked at that lumber company when you were in high school in the 70s, and you're getting paid $2.25 an hour. 
in today's money, that $2.25 that they're barely paying you, $13.90. I remember 2016, I moved to Nashville. I was like, I I just got a job for $14. I'm like, this is a decent paying job. Uh, I thought that was an okay paying job. It's not. It's not a good job. And then, you know, then like two years later, then I got a raise a years later. Maybe it was like $14.50. And then I joined another J job. It was like $15 and shit like that. You know, and it's like, honestly, though, like you're like, oh, minimum wage should be $15, you know? And you think about that, and you're like, I'm like, I can't live on $15 an hour. Like, that's an impossible wage. High schoolers in 1975, this is the year I looked up, 225 that's $13.90 an hour. I'm like, that's what I could have paid, like, almost out of college, you know, for a job. All right, so then John Wayne Gacy in 1975 was offering, like, $5 an hour versus the $225. What is that today? $27.80. Could you imagine? Like, I'm just, you know, I've worked music jobs and then other random jobs in between. Like, if you have a music degree, you're you're getting the same jobs that high school graduates are getting. Uh, you know, like, imagine that. $27.80 an hour for, like, contracting work, you know? That's a fucking good deal. And it just fucking pisses me off that that's a problem. Nowadays, people are like, well, I don't want to pay people that much. I'm like, you used to get paid that much. And then fucking someone's like, I want to make more money, so we create inflation. And, and, you know, and we're getting to a point where we're like, well, it's like, we can't just print money. I'm like, we can at this point, you know? Like, we decided to go from, like, a gold standard or whatever to, like, this paper standard that's supposed to mimic gold standards, and, like, we can just print print more of it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't, we're a cashless society now. We're going to move to, like, move to, like, we're all digital now. I'm like, digital currency? It's, we're almost getting to, like, I could just fake a number and nothing matters, you know? You know, and I'm not a genius, so I can't be answering these questions. So we have to move on. So I saw this today. I, like, literally saw it today. Uh, maybe the middle of the night today. But uh, I liter- literally saw this today. What February 24th. Okay, we're not too far off on this. I wanted to talk about this. 19 jaw-dropping celebrity facts. Facts in parentheses. People learned after reading their Wikipedia pages. Okay. So we have to go through this. I'm not going to read the fucking article. Uh One, Mark Ruffalo's brother was found outside his home with a gunshot wound to the head. The case remains unsolved. I mean, I love Mark Ruffalo, but that shit sounds, you know, you know, it's, here's the really bad thing. It's like, we're all a little fucked up, you know, and you like to hear how other people got a little fucked up, you know, but this is just fucking sad, dude. Mark Ruffalo... His brother was gunshot wound to the head, or case remains unsolved. So either Mark Ruffalo did it, or uh, it's, uh, they probably have, like, they probably know who did it, but, like, they don't have, like, the evidence, you know, to, like, prove it. This is what I'm going to assume, you know, the shit that happened, you know, with that. Um, Matthew McConaughey's dad lied during intercourse. You know, the best part about this? is that there is no other explanation to what the hell happened here. So that's even more weird than everything else. You know what I'm saying? 
Ryan Gosling, this isn't the only part that was good, but it is the very best part. He hated being a child, was bullied in elementary school, and had no friends until he was 14 or 15. In the first grade, having been heavily influenced by the action film First Blood, he took steak knives to school and threw them at the other children during recess. This incident led to a suspension. You know how, how it's weird how Ryan Gosling was bullied so much? He had to bring knives to school to protect himself, and he got in trouble for it. It's the failings of our school system, and uh, it's pretty fucking sad. This is pretty fucking sad shit right there, and you know, like schools want you to be a certain way, and if you're that way and another person is not that way, which I'm assuming someone who is a very much becoming an actor, yeah, this is pretty fucking sad. And uh, Ryan Gosling deserved better than that. Like, Ryan Gosling should, like, the teacher should have fucking figured that shit out about what was going on with Ryan Gosling to a point where he didn't need to bring fucking steak knives to school to protect himself. Okay, schools, like, we need to figure that shit out. Sam Cooke, okay, that's an old singer, he's not alive anymore. After he was killed, okay, yeah, that's, okay. I remember that. His protege, Bobby Womack, showed up to the funeral wearing Cook's suit. Three months later, he married Cook's wife, Barbara. He later released a song about sleeping with his friend's wife. They ended up divorcing after Barbara caught Womack in bed with her and Cook's 17-year-old daughter, Linda. Uh, Barbara fired a gun at his head, but it only grazed him. Linda later married Womack's brother, Cecil, and they had several children together. That's... That's just fucking, that's, that's a movie right there. Like, that's, have they not made a miniseries about this shit yet? Because if they haven't, this is the perfect time to do that shit. Because I think we all know I want to see that. And uh, the world needs to be known about that as well. Okay? Sam Cooke, there's a lot more that went on. A lot more about Sam Cooke's life. They could start the movie at his funeral flashbacks to like their friendships and just show what the fuck went on like i know i i think i watch more movies than i do music these days i could probably be a film director more than i could be a like, musician even though i've trained literally a majority of my life like i i'm pretty sure we're at like uh 70 percent of my life knowing music more than anything else so that's really funny Rod Stewart in the chart of all of his relationships with sections, like if he married them, how long they were together, and how many kids they had. Didn't he come out as gay? I'm not going to go into anything else with that, but... Um, yeah, you'd be really surprised if you're... I don't know, I'm into, like, pop punk and metalcore. You know, I was in the metalcore bands and shit like that, and I'd read Wikipedia pages all the time, and I would, like, find, like... Oh, a band, like, this band has had seven drummers, and it's all the drummers, and it's just, like, a guy who's in the band and shit like that. It's, like, the craziest fucking shit you'll ever see in your life, you know? Yeah, it's not too crazy. Uh, Franklin Lloyd Wright, uh, does he count as a celebrity? Because his life was wild. He left his wife and a bunch of kids and started dating his neighbor's wife. Then she was literally axe-murdered. Uh... We should look into Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh, I want to look at that real quick. Frank Lloyd Wright. He was like a 
was like right, Frank Lloyd Wright was for the great original and highly productive. Arch- oh, he's an architect. Are we counting that? Oh, yeah, that's why the guy was like, are we counting that? Okay. Oh, okay. Now I, I kind of get it. I'm not that into architecture. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fellas. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis's page is a pretty long read and casually mentions he could be possibly responsible for one of his wife's deaths. You know, when I read, like, this guy was possibly in the wrong for the death, uh, we go with, like, they probably did it, and then also they just were allowed to let them get away with it. I don't make those rules, but if you're listening to the show, do not kill your wife. That is against my religion, and uh, you should respect that, okay? David Bowie and his first wife were late to their wedding because they were having a threesome. And I know people are like, that makes sense. Like, we all know that fucking makes sense. Fucking David Bowie and his wife were late for their wedding because they were having a threesome. That makes 100% sense. Uh, I know, they were like, God damn it, we're late. You know, I was like, but that was, you know, like, you know when you're, you decide to be late for something and wonder if it's worth it, and then later in life you're like, it was kind of worth it, you know? I mean, that's how it is, but, like, no one's surprised about this shit. Like, David Bowie was late for his wedding uh, because he had a threesome with his wife and another chick. Uh, No, it's not that... They didn't say it wasn't a guy. I don't assume it was a chick, though. Like, fucking... Another guy... Back then, though, guys were not like, I'm down. (laughs) You know, guys were not like, I'm down for another guy in here. But we do not have sex. Uh, And shit like that. Anyway, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, and I hope, hopefully, we'll get it one day, and if you know what I'm saying, Charlize Theron's mother killed Charlize's father in self-defense when she was a teenager. You think that happened? That should be more common, to be honest with you, you think it is. To me, I feel like that's more common. You're like, my mom killed my dad because he was abusive, and you're like, that makes sense, you know, shit like that, but also, like, I'm just, like, thinking outside the box here. Charlize's, like, life growing up, you know, it's like, my mom killed my dad, I never got to know my dad, and, like, probably good you didn't know your dad. If your mom kills your dad for self-defense, it's probably a good thing you didn't know your dad, and whatever daddy issues come out there, like, there's a man out there for you, just, you know, I just want to trust you. Charlize Theron, though, like, I want to see more of Clea in the MCU, just saying, it's been almost a year since she was in a post-grad scene of a movie, we need more of it. We need more Marvel content. I'm running dry on Marvel content, and I really want something, you know, Ant-Man the Wasp just really got me a boner, and then now the boner's going away, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Dexter Holland, the Wikipedia page for the lead singer of The Offspring is wild. I wish someone would write an end-of-the-world movie starring Dexter Holland as the amazing microbiologist, rock star, pilot, hot sauce-making, surfing, stamp-collecting that he is. I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. As a as a musician too, it's this this is a normal thing for most music. If you're like, there's like a music person, like this is who you are, and <laughs> shit like that. I'm not that impressed. That don't impress me much. Ooh ooh ooh. Dennis Rodman for sure. Dude has something like thirty siblings. And let's not forget his journeys to North Korea. The journeys to North Korea make more sense than, like, the 30 siblings. Uh, either his dad is a hoe, or his mom is a hoe, or they're, like, 15 siblings each a hoe. 
Uh, so they're like a diet hoe. So I mean, like that is the North Korea parts more. He has 37s. I'm like, either his dad got around, his mom got around, or both of his parents, actually probably both of his parents got around, probably. That's 15 children's per parent, you know. And, uh, you know, I have one brother, and he fucking sucks. Imagine having another one of that. That would fucking really suck. Courtney Love, hands down, her life started out with her dad, who was the tour manager for the Grateful Dead, dosing dosing her with acid as a toddler. By the time she was 20, she had moved back moved to New Zealand, got kicked out of boarding school, moved back to the States, and became legally emancipated at the age of 16. She was a topless dancer in Japan, Taiwan, and Hong Kong, lived in London with a member of Echo and the Bunnymen briefly, became the singer of Faith No More, and cleaned vintage costumes for Paramount Pictures. That's not even half of it, an absolute unhinged biography. Now, I it, it is weird to think, when you think about like music history, how much Courtney Love comes into the place. He was like, I'm not that big of a fan of Courtney Love, but like I understand her presence in the world and I'm accepting of it. You know what? I'm okay. But then let's we're you know, we're talking about like her biography. I'm like, yeah, that's that shit's fucking crazy. That that is the craziest fucking shit. But anyways though, I don't like Courtney Love, but like her biography, yeah. I'll tell you, fellas, it's pretty cool. Kelsey Grammer has had a very unfortunate start to life. Most of his family died young or were murdered. That is that is very sad. Kelsey Grammer. Uh, I love fucking Fred. What a fun memory of my dead father. But uh, one Monday, there's a video on the internet of Kelsey Grammer falling off a stage. And it makes me laugh. And so I sent it to my dad. I'm like, Monday motivation. And he takes it back. What's that supposed to be? <laughs> Watch the video of Kelsey Grammer just you know, it's a dark room. He's giving a presentation on some bullshit. He just fucking falls off the stage. Funny shit. Funny shit. Anyways, though, sorry, grammar for your er, bad early life. Tammy Terrell, her personal life and death sanctions sections will make you further revere her partner Marvin Gaye while providing terror terrifying portraits of James Brown who abused her in a relationship in when she was just 17 and David Ruffins who proposed to her while she was already married yeah if, if your life involves Marvin Gaye in any way uh, it's a curse because basically when he was alive and did shit you know his existence was a curse and if you accidentally sound anything like a Marvin Gaye song his estate will fucking try to ruin your career because it's just a bunch of fucking people who don't do shit with their life. They just sit around all day. They're like, oh, that person's sounds like our grandpa. No, we, we should we should make a lawsuit so we get some of their money too. Fuck, fuck that estate. Jack Nicholson grew up thinking that his mother was his older sister. She had him as a teenager, and his grandparents pretended that they were his actual birth parents, he found out as an adult, when a researcher from the Time magazine told him. Now, it doesn't seem that uncommon to be like, oh, my mom was pregnant as a teenager, and then my grandparents raised me because they were still decently young, and shit like that. You know, like that doesn't make a lot of... And that makes a lot of sense to me, but... Like, the fact that he had to find out from a fucking, from fucking Time magazine, was like, you're like, I don't know how to process this right now. This is some serious information for me. Thank you for uh, making it so fucking blunt. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, 
In Hess's whole life was filled with trauma from beginning to end. Her father died of AIDS when she estranged from her openly homophobic Christian mom and three of her four siblings before she was 40, including one infant death and an apparent suicide. After her high-profile relationship in breakup with own DeGeneres agents were hesitant to cast her, she eventually had a meltdown at a California ranch in 2000 and created a fantasy fourth-dimension world. Then the page talks about her recent fatal car crash and how it was a complete cast. We're not going to talk about this. This is too sad. This is too sad for this podcast. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, if I recall correctly, a lot of Elizabeth Taylor's husbands... Uh, boyfriends uh, had the same age from her early 20s to her 60s. She just loved men at a certain age. All right, that, you know. Guys do that all the time, and no one looks away at it. Uh, Woody Harrelson, I absolutely love Woody Harrelson, but imagine my utter shock when I discovered his father was a bona fide hitman who assassinated a federal judge. His dad, who also apparently claimed that he was one of the first who shot JFK, but apparently that was all said to stall his arrest. Oddly enough, this makes me love Woody Harrelson even more. Like, how could you even... I don't have a sense of your ever having a father like that. Yeah, that makes so fucking sense. He's probably like, yeah, my dad was a fucking goofball. Uh, I had a goofball for father. Oh, we're at the last one. And finally, this less shocking but more wholesome tidbit, Alan Alda in How He Met His Wife. A cake fell on the floor at a wedding, and they were the only two guests that ate it. All right, we're going to go into a serious conversation right now. Food falls on the floor. Do you eat it? Now, if you're in a place where the floor is always clean, you know, clean in quotations, you know, go for it. You know, like, figure out the gross parts and, you know, don't eat those. But, you know, and then, you know, George Costanza eating the eating the donut or uh, whatever the, the fancy donut name uh, for it. Him eating it. Like, I thought that was fine. You know, there was nothing weird touching it. You know, it was fine. Just like that. I think that's fine. Uh, and, uh, yeah. That's that. Um, celebrities are people, too. We all have a life. Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. That's from Hannah Montana. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on, then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. 
What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! So it's time for Oh No Our Table! On Cancel Schweezy. Uh, the part of the podcast where I uh, answer questions. Questions from you. Questions from anyone. DM me on social media or email the shortcast at gmail.com. I don't really give a fuck what you do. Uh, fig- figure your shit out. I identify as a fucking threat. That's the real article. Name it this or whatever. Uh, who fucking cares? All right, anyways, let's get into the fucking first question. Why do men love doggy style so much? What? Okay. So yeah, I get. I guess. I guess I kind of get why a lot of guys like that. Like a woman's bent over, and you're like fucking her, and shit like that. And like you know the whole like, hey, we're in the office right now. Let's have sex in like the best position to have sex in in that specific moment would be doggy style. And honestly, though, I would have to say doggy style has to be the most like convenient position. Because, like, if a woman's wearing jeans or whatever, you know, it's like, you just pull her on the jeans and she's bent over and shit like that. So, yeah. Um, when In regards to porn, like, when it comes to actual sex, I won't, I'm not going to fucking tell you that. You know what? I, I want to keep something to myself. You know, I want to have some sort of a personal life, which I do have. It's just the fact that uh, it's slowly getting intertwined with this show that I don't want to answer that, but yeah, you know, uh, doggy style in porn. I'm not that big of a fan of, you know, some guys are really into that shit, but I'm not. It's just like, I don't know. Because like, if you, if you just look at a guy fucking a random, uh, like pack of ass cheeks or whatever, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't just get off to that. I don't know. Like, when I watch porn, it's, like, the woman in the pornography that I'm interested in and what I want to see. So, I don't like it in porn. And, which is, like, a very debatable take, like, take, you know? A lot of guys are, like, I like doggy-style porn. I'm, like, then, like, you have, like, five, you can, you can live off, like, five porns. Like, the woman, the, like, what actually happens, like, when you're, like, Looking at a porn in doggy style, it's like the woman doesn't matter. It's just like how big those ass cheeks are, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, I generally think that doggy style porn fucking sucks. Unless, like, doggy style porn in like the first, it's not like it's uh, for in first person, first person is what I was trying to say. Doggy style in first person, boring as shit. But uh, doggy style 
in good cinematography. Um, what? That's something to talk about, you know, you know, when it's different. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really into, like, f- you know, like, uh, first-person porn, I guess. So doggy style isn't that much. So why do you guys like doggy style? So there is something actually to this. I don't want, like, you to leave with, like, oh, this is fucking nonsense. Um, in regards to, like, actually having sex, it's it's a little easier for guys. Like, when you're laying on your back and shit like that, and you're, like, your legs are frozen solid perpendicular to to themselves and you're like this is a little hard so you know you got to stretch that out you know most girls know like oh yeah the the legs need to be near my head you know and shit like that for missionary and shit like that you know it's like that and then you flip them over it's like this is the best ankle and you look at animals or we're looking at animals of our planet we know that they fuck ducky style and we call it a doggy style because that's how we watch dogs fucking in the past. And that's weird, too. Uh, why do men love doggy style so much? I think... Um, I feel like a woman, a real woman. I think that doggy style is actually biologically the best position for sex. Even though I'm not a fan of it either, but like I see how it's like the best position for sex. It just makes sense. Why is it called a blowjob when no blowing is involved? Okay, so for you to think about it, uh, I do want to explain what I think a blowjob should be for the women and women who don't, for all the women who don't understand and for all the men who will 100% agree with me. I think it's like that. Uh, A blowjob is basically having sex with a mouth. And the idea of the mouth being better than the other part is that it can, uh, we're more flexible in our mouth areas than we are in our vagina areas. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Fucking, I don't know. But that's the appeal of it, you know. Uh, every woman's different, you know. I can't, every woman has the same vagina. You know, if every woman had the same vagina, let's, let's talk about this for a second. If every woman had the same vagina, They'd all have the same periods. And then someone would get pregnant and then maybe offset that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But anyways, though, uh, blow, the reason why they call it blowjob, I'm just going to answer it straight up, is because blow sounds very similar to below. And the original reading was a below job, a below the waist job that a woman would do on a man. That's the that's the historical reason, not the that's the scientific reason. That is not a scientific reason. That is a cultural historical reason uh, for that. But anyways, though, ladies, please blow your men. Just like you have a man, unless he's like a dick, like he beats you when he's a dick. He beats you when he's a dick. Also, just don't marry a dick. You know, I just like, I like, I hear all this shit about like marriages ending. You're like, I found out that she uh, fucked 66 guys a day. I'm like, look, if I'm going to go fucking ride or die. Uh, First of all, ride or die, bitch. Which like we have some EPs by Shweezy out now, wherever you stream music. Um, you know, if I'm going to ride or die. She's having sex with 66 guys a day. I need to at least know that. 
Uh, that's common knowledge. You're like, I've been keeping a secret for you for for the five years and count all those days I've been with you. I've had sex with 66 guys for every day I've been with you. I'm like, that's, a, you know, the number kind of fucking panning out. Um, you know, blowjobs. Anyways, ladies, give blowjobs. They're good. Give them to people you care about. Give give people who need a blowjob. You know, you're like, hey, this guy's been giving me good foreplay, though I don't want to fuck him. You got to give him a blowjob at that point. If you've enjoyed the foreplay, you got to fuck him. Okay, uh, we're off track. We're moving on. Okay, um, should I wear cat ears headphones outside? Hi, I am male 17, wanted to buy wireless headphones to use outside, but I don't really know if it is weird to use it outside, as I was also planning on <laughs> planning planning to use it on school and gym as well should i buy normal wireless over ears or wireless ear cat ear headphones anyway jesus fucking christ dude um first of all tozo t-o-z-o headphones not sponsored those are the best headphones you can buy uh i have a pair i've been using them forever instead of apple airbuds and uh, they sound they sound perfect. Like I think they sound perfect. Uh, they're like twenty some dollar, twenty to twenty five dollars worth that price. Like one hundred percent. You like that's worth the price of those headphones immediately. And uh, they've lasted me. Only, we're getting close to a year with those headphones. They're like really good. Uh, they're not like the greatest headphones of all time. Uh, when I talk about Bluetooth headphones, and that's the thing I want to say, Bluetooth headphones are not. Anywhere, I would say five years minimum, ten years maximum, that like we have Bluetooth headphones that will sound good, sound as good as wired headphones. And mainly, I want to say why the reason behind the wired headphones is because wired connections are always better, and theoretically, they always will be better. Uh, some point in the future, like if I'm going to talk about like what I think tech's going to be, it's going to be wired connections are going to get so good that. Uh, wireless connections are going to get so good that wired connections are going to be super obsolete. And, like, we already think wired connections are obsolete, but they still come in handy, like, a lot. Especially if you're going to be uploading a lot of, like, wired systems, you know? Especially in regards to, like, uploading things to the internet. Like, do you think Linus Tech Tips has, like, 20 megabits per second on their fucking internet? Like, lower than what I had in college? No. They're gonna... Linus Tech Tips is gonna have the highest shit. And shit like that. So, headphones-wise, we're not, that like, that far away. Like, we already have wireless headphones that sound just as good as the audiophile shit. Um, I guess the question you're asking... Um, is regard to when I say headphones, I'm like, hey, headphones are good. Uh, the the in-ears I use are $20. They're really good headphones. KZN, uh, around $20. Use them if you want to. Um, cat headphones. Like, I'm telling you, and I just want to sell all people. Unless you have a weird thing with in-ear headphones, like when I talk about the Tozos, and you want to think about, like, uh, AirPods and shit like that, like, or uh, what's the fucking uh, brand... Ray, Ray J's or like Raycons, you know, 
These are the Teslas I have. They're like very discreet in ears and shit like that. And they do have a battery and shit like that. So you don't have to think about like the battery and the Bluetooth and shit like that. But my iPhone connects to it fine as long as I turn it on in like a normal way and uh, shit like that. So headphones are good. I think earbuds are really good. That's me. I have a Jacob Gaps, a guy I've played with. Uh, he does not like in ears because he had a con one of the like buds or whatever. Uh, pretty stuck in his ear one time, so he doesn't like them. But, like, we're talking about cat ear headphones. And you're a boy. You don't need to wear those. Like, get earbuds. Get the, I, I swear, get the Tozos. T-O-Z-O. Get the Tozo brand of wireless earbuds. One, it'll look cool. Like, it's not the stems from the AirPods, because that will actually make you look cool. If you actually want to look cool, that, but you want the Tozos, you want to stand out, you want to be a little different, that's going to be what you want to get. So, you better get that shit. And, uh... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Because we're not going to be here for long. Why have I gotten more depressed after dropping a close yet toxic friend? Two weeks ago, I had to drop a close friend despite how much we've been through, how much we've called and slept on the phone. She also hurt me. She has hurt me many times that I lost count. There was a lot of gaslighting as well. I couldn't take it anymore, so I cut off contact with her and never spoke to her since. Despite the fact that it was the right thing to do, I feel bad. I've gotten too depressed, and I can't go a day without breaking down and bawling my eyes out once or twice a day. I completely lost interest in any of my hobbies, distractions like going out, walking outside, or even going to the gym don't even work. I even start to question my own sanity. I ask myself, what if I'm the bad guy and she was the victim the whole time? But no matter how depressed I get, I still refuse to go back to her. I know that I will make things so much worse and the toxic drama cycle will repeat again. I'm aware that I'm better off without her and things have gotten more peaceful after dropping her, but reminding myself all that that doesn't seem to work. It true, it's true, but it's oversimplistic. Why do I feel a lot more depressed than ever? How do I stop feeling this miserable? So I feel your pain. I've recently had to, I've recently lost some friends in the past couple of days. And uh, to be honest with you, it's made me like a lot more anxious about like my other friends, you know, like the ones that you've, you know, like the friends you've had like your entire life, you know. And would not do it. But you also don't live in the same place. So, like, being around each other all the time is different. It's so fucking weird. Um, yeah, your situation. Um, I will say, yeah. You're probably better off without this person. I no doubt want to tell you that uh, whatever this person is giving you in life is not good for you. And uh, that differs from what I'm going through. Like, I don't know why this all comes back to me. Everything has to be about me. I don't know. So... But no, I'm looking at everything you do. Look like she's a lot of drama. She's a lot of things. And she's a lot of baggage, you know. And uh, that's the thing with friendships. Like, you have baggage with your friends. And uh, your baggage needs to be, you know, a certain way and a certain style and shit like that. And uh, everything like that. But it doesn't sound like she was probably a real friend for you. Um, you know... I think my friends, you know, I want to... First of all, ride or die, bitch. Because, uh... This is the type of guy you get. You know, uh, you know, I'm, like, thinking more about your situation. It's like, 
yeah, you can lose friends. Not, you know, I, I think I started this off, like, I've been, I've lost a couple really good friends this week, you know, and, like, I'm in a situation where it's like, ah, I want them back, but I know I gotta let, like, at least normal nature, like, figure that shit out, you know? Um, yeah, it's like, you, it's okay to be sad about things ending. And I think that's, like, where we get in the world where, like, don't be sad. I'm like, you know, we need to be sad. And we need to celebrate the sadness, if that makes sense. Like, the sadness is a good thing, and we need to celebrate it. We don't We don't need to celebrate bad things happening, if that uh, makes any sense to anyone ever. Uh, it makes sense in my head, and uh, hopefully my subconscious remembers it and remembers to move on from everything, you know. Okay. Can some men not tell the difference between real life and porn? Some guys actually act as if they're getting shortchanged. If you say you say no to anal, deep throw, and allowing them to come on your face. They complain when blowjobs are still on the menu, but you're just not allowing them to fuck your throat. For the record, deep throat takes practice. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm aware of that. After a year saying no to anal, do they think a woman is going to change their mind? Okay, first of all, I guess this is me talking to the ladies out there. Okay, let's talk to the ladies out there. First of all, ladies, I think you're good. I believe that you're also should be allowed to be having sex with whoever you want, you know? Um, I would just say, if you're under 18, don't be fucking people uh, over one year over than 18, you know? Because it's like 23-year-olds dating 17-year-olds, and you're like, that's not that much of an age. Like, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? You know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm sorry to see that. Um... And, uh, shit like that. So, um, real life and porn. So, I don't think anal, I, I just want to say, you know, for me and for everyone else, anal is a pretty big deal. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, if you get in anal, anal is so, it's different person to person. Because it's like, a guy is down to doing anal, but there's like, see, I'm a guy who's like, you know what, I'm not interested in anal anymore. And I feel like I'm going to keep that anymore to myself. And, uh, you know, I'm not interested in anal anymore, but, like, I'm okay with vaginal sex. And so it's like, I meet a woman. For me, I should be, like, meet a woman who's like, I don't want to do anything with my butt. And I'm like, you know what? That curiosity has left my body. Uh, We're good. You know? That's how it should be. And uh, vice versa for whatever you're doing. Um, But can men tell the difference between porn and real life? Here's the thing I want to tell you. Because, I, I don't know, I feel like this is, like, my message to all the penis havers of the world. Uh, the women penis havers who are like, well, I don't want to fuck me because I'm a woman. I'm like, calm down. Uh, but the message I want to give to all the penis havers of the world... What was that message? I, I did have a, a fucking message. Uh, is that, oh yeah, the message is that... Porn is not real life, and I wish, and I say that when people are like, oh, my reality is broken, I'm like, I wish it was real life too, but it's not. You know, I'm sorry, fellas, sorry about this to you, and you're like, okay, I guess we're fine with it. 
And so, ending that message or whatever, uh, you know, like, women read fucking books, you know? It's like, this pirate captain, he swirled me around and held me tight close to him. And you're like, yeah, that's like a, that's like a porn book. Like, porn books exist, you know? And uh, men's porn book, I would just say, is women wanting to have sex with them. You're like... I'm going to blow, I'm going to blow your, I'm going to suck your dick hard. You know, like every man would be like, oh, just like letting out a stream, you know, whatever, uh, in regards to that, because like, yeah, most men out there were like, why can't we differentiate between porn and real life? Because we wish porn was real life. That's the thing. So ladies, if you want to understand what foreplay is for men, because, because I do believe like, you know, Foreplay for women, very important. But, like, women don't understand foreplay for men. And uh, all it takes is a dick suck. Like, dick sucks are foreplay for men. That's all you need. I, like, legit think that is all you need in regards to that. So, uh, ladies, uh, if you want to, if your man's upset with you, suck his dick. <laughs> like, legit, like, that's the best excuse I can possibly fucking give you. Is it possible to come pregnant after the condom broke, but he never finished? I am, I, 18 female, am asking on behalf of my friend who's panicked, my friend, who's panicked as well, <laughs> panicked as hell, as all hell about this, so forgive me if I can't give relevant information. They were using a condom, but the condom broke. However, the, he never realized it until he pulled out the second and saw at the point he hadn't finished but was close to it and my friend said there was a bit of a liquid coming from him she so she sus suspected precon now she's panicked that she could be pregnant and i honestly don't know what to tell her it's is it possible if so how likely is it okay so someone did not get proper sex education I honestly think I would be the best sex educator. I'm just saying, I would be the best sex educator. And, uh, yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to fuck kids, but I do not give a shit about telling kids about sex and, and like, real-life shit. Um, so, okay. So, you had sex with a guy, the condom broke. Questionable about the condom breaking. Um, you... She could be pregnant... Oh, you're talking about your friend. Oh, yeah, Fred, you're talking about your friend. Um, anyways, though, so here's the thing with that. So we don't know how vital that, that guy she has sex with sperm is. And we don't know how fertile she is. Because here's the thing, though, because, like, doesn't it have to be at, like, ovulating season? Like, I've, you know, I've recently, you know... <laughs> Recently, as in like ten, like seven years ago, I looked about ovulating. No, but like ovulating is like the perfect time to have a baby, and then every other time is like maybe, and then there's like no, no, no game, um, shit like that. So yeah, so pre cum could have happened. I'm saying pre cum could have happened in your situation, and the thing, and the thing is, how do you get pregnant? It only takes one. Now, thousands, thousands, maybe millions of sperm went out in regards to, you know, like when you 
and try to impregnate someone that's like your usual you know your nut and it like my nut's small my nut's large and it's like seminal fluid's different so i can't get into that right now but with this chick it's like okay uh he never finished but there could be pre-cum now that you have pre-cum now like i say to get someone pregnant it only takes one good sperm cell make it all the way to the end of the journey so yeah uh the thing is, your situation, do I think she's pregnant? Uh, if I was going to gamble, probably not. However, though, like I said, it only takes one. It only takes one little sperm cell to get to an egg, and that's how it happens. So, uh, yeah, they could be bad as well. So, they could be bad. Uh, there's enough r- woman comedies out there to tell you how to do that. If, uh, you know, and uh, I feel like, if God decided, like, oh, yeah, this you got this chick pregnant from pre-cum, I'd be upset with God. And I'd be upset with why I did so much fucking church shit to begin with. So, um, I don't want to talk about this anymore, so I'm going to stop. To go on to the last question of this. So, let me have a moment to myself to add just... We've the the fucking questions this round have been like mentally exhausting. Oh boy, okay. Uh, what is your opinion about dating your homie's sister? Okay, I have friends. Okay, I've never been in a situation where I could date a friend's sister. Um, okay, I lied. There's one time, uh, with a very unlikely situation, and it ended up being very unlikely. Okay, your fr- homie sister. Um, let's think about it. Something about Ginger Balls. His sister is married. She already has a kid. I was not that into when she existed. Okay, she's out. Another friend's sister. She's always hot. I was always attracted to her. She had three kids, then got divorced. Okay, I'm not out of that. Okay. So we have a lot of situations where I've been uh, talking about my two best friends <laughs> and, and talk about their sisters, who I would, like, in no situation hook up with because even, like, in the positives of it are my negatives. It's so, so funny. Um, but I'm, like, I'm like with a good friend. All right, like, I got to think of... It's... It's hard when you're almost 30 because, like, you have your close friends and shit like that. You're like, oh, wait, I have one friend. I'm not going to give his name. I'm not going to give his name. But I'm going to say it. I would fuck a sister. (laughs) I would not date their sister, though. I I figure I'll finally figure out one friend, and I'm like, I'm going to not date his sister. I'm just going to gonna fuck her what is like the fucking shittiest i'm gonna do why would i not date his sisters let's let's take a look at it because they're like him you know and it's like i like him but liking him is not a sexual thing and i think that's that's the fucking answer to that question you're like i have a friend whose sister i'd fuck and you're like let's think about this for a second can we do you want to fuck his sister do you really want to fuck his sister you're like ah she's into like turnips and peanuts nope i'm not into that shit so that's the fucking shit i'm into uh that's the fucking shit i had to learn uh but anyways though 
Thank you for I guess checking out this episode of Kansas Sweetie. That's it. That's all the questions I have. Oh my god, this episode was brutal to get through. Um, make sure you're checking out the Lord's favorite podcast, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts at. So if you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you're liking us and subscribing to us and make sure you're checking out our episodes. If you're not on YouTube, which means you're not a listener, check out our YouTube page. I don't expect that you have to like listen to the whole episode on YouTube. What I'm expecting of you is to be like, check out the highlights and send the highlights to all your friends. Like that's all I expect of you. Uh, Social media at the Shweezy everywhere. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy is where you can watch me play video games every Thursday. I'm going to go live and I want to make it more of a Q&A type of thing versus a me playing a video game type of thing. So go check that out. Patreon uh, page is a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And uh, like I said, if you're on the audio platforms, check out our YouTube page. Check out the videos and all that cool shit. Uh, leave us a like and share our highlights with your friends, family, and people you don't know very well and people you fucking hate. That's also good, too. And if you're on the audio platforms, give us a 5432 or one star review and uh, write a written review, too. I guess, like, uh, oh, yeah, the stars are ratings. So, um, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Stalin and this here, honky villa butt drugs. And stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.